body of phantoms and monsters. They exist among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Good evening and welcome to Phantoms and Monsters Personal Reports, where I narrate, discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms and Monsters and the Phantoms and Monsters 14 research team. So thanks for joining me. Now, uh, the channel is made possible by you clicking on the subscribe and using the like buttons and by you sharing our programming. Uh, super chat and super thanks donations are appreciated. And you can also click the uh, dollar icon located below the chat box to make that possible. And the Buy Me a Coffee link is also available. So uh, thanks for your consideration. Um, now, if you're in the chat and you have a question, please use all caps. I'll try to get to each question after my presentation. And I will let you know when I'm on the last presentation. So you can start adding your questions into the chat. So tonight, we ask, what are reptilians? Uh, these lizard beings are called saurians, draconians, reptoids. Some researchers describe them as ancient shape-shifting humanoids who have inhabited Earth before the time of man. Some conspiracy enthusiasts believe these entities come from a royal extraterrestrial lineage that currently dominates world governments and financial markets. There are also claims that they are related to the Anunnaki, who were supposedly a winged draconian race, who has descended into Mesopotamia uh, during human prehistory with the knowledge of planets in the solar system, the precession of equinoxes, and the understanding of a complex medical procedures. It's also been said that the Anunnaki gave the Sumerians a stargate before leaving Earth. Um, now, I'm not going to make any argument as to the identity of these entities or if they existed in antiquity, but I will acknowledge that their presence is mentioned in many experiencer accounts and abduction accounts, uh, that numerous theories are also prolific as a result uh, there have been thousands of articles and books written about the subject. So, do I find any facts in these encounter reports? Well, you know, I've heard and read a lot of unexplained phenomena over the years. Uh, I find it prudent to not make assumptions based on maybe personal bias because you may eventually be proven wrong. Uh, so, what do you believe? I will present the reports in detail and attempt to answer your questions from the chat room. Now, when this, this following story broke, most people just blew it off. And I'll admit, I was one of the naysayers. 
since that time, my opinions have changed, especially since I, I started working with David Eckhart. And, uh, but I feel that some of these uh, reports need to be highlighted. So this was a um, located near Carthage, Missouri in March 7th in 2004 in the afternoon. And this report, it had been it had been circulating on a lot of different forums, but there was also an interview that the individual did. So I'll go ahead and I'll read the report or initial reports first. Then I'll read the interview or the transcribed interview. Uh, the two witnesses had gone ATV riding in an area referred to as the underground, which is a public and private storage facility near the town. Now, this facility is miles and miles of carved out caves and stores thousands of dehydrated food containers for the Navy. It is also a fallout shelter and can hold up to 40 to 50,000 people. They had gone about eight miles deep into the caves when they turned into an area that was marked Naval Authoritative Zone. The walls had become more polished or finished, which was striking because this was supposed to be newly blasted area. Both witnesses just kept on going, increasing their speed since the floor was paved now. They uh, came upon an unusual painted pattern on the floor, which they thought was graffiti. The road then dipped down and took a 90 degree turn to the left. They were going too fast and knew they were going to hit the wall, but instead they passed through some kind of holographic projection of the cane wall. Now they had come upon a whole new road system and this one large, and this one was much larger and much older than the one they had come from. They noticed a musty and damp odor that intensified as they went deeper into the area. Now the lighting had changed as well. It's much darker than the other area from which they had come. They turned on their headlights and slowly and slowed down, also noticing that it was starting to get cooler. They made a right turn and started to come up to what they thought was a rest area about 40 foot away. Now one of the witnesses then saw something that at first he thought was a pair of fountains until the objects moved. They both stopped immediately. About 30 feet away, they saw two creatures. One was very tall, at least seven foot, maybe more, and very powerfully built and reddish in color. The other was smaller, about six foot, and was pale, almost albino color. This one was not as powerfully built as the other. Both beings resembled large reptiles. The being said nothing, but the witnesses did get a strong malevolent feeling as an evil presence of some kind from the taller one. And one of the witnesses screamed and they immediately turned and started back. As they looked back, they noticed the taller entity was following them. One witness had an overwhelming feeling that if it caught them, harm would come to them. They passed through the wall projection again, looked back and saw the tall entity raise its arm holding a weapon of some sort. It fired and hit one of the ATVs, which apparently killed the engine, causing it to stop. The rider ran to the other ATV and jumped on it. They drove away and looked back to see that the tall reptilian had now stopped at the graffiti area on the cave floor. 
It seemed that the creature would not cross the strange marked area, maybe some being some sort of barrier for the creature. Now, the witnesses now slowed down and were about 75 foot away from the creature. The two men and the reptilian stared at each other for about another 15 seconds, and then they left. The creature remained standing without moving. One of the witnesses called the police on his cell phone, but he was told that security at the facility would handle the matter. Indeed, security waited for the men and threatened to arrest them if they did not leave. Now... That was the initial report of the incident. It was posted on the, and if, I don't know if you all remember the old UFOAbout.com website or the forum, uh, but I'm going to give you a statement that was given by one of the witnesses whose name was Pat, whose name was Pat Garrett, and he talked about his reptilian experience uh, as it was reported to Mary Sutherland at the BUFO Paranormal and UFO Radio. So this is what he stated. This past Sunday, the 7th, a friend and I were riding two ATVs in a place called the Underground. It is a public and private storage facility in Carthage, Missouri. What makes this place such a desirable storage facility is that it's all underground, hence the name. They are constantly expanding this place, and there are miles and miles of carved out caves in there, and it goes deep. The facility stores thousands of food containers, all dehydrated for the Navy. I've seen them, and it, and it is public knowledge around here. It's also a fallout shelter that holds 40 to 50,000 people. I tell you this to give you some sense of the vastness of this place. I worked there as a subcontractor some nine years ago. I helped build the office space up on top. I started to explore them. Uh, about once a month and did so all the way up until past Sunday. However, I never went as far or as deep before either. Now, it was fun to take the ATVs and crews underground with no rain or water, uh, weather problems ever. We were approximately eight miles in, and I'd say maybe 500 feet deep when we took a turn down an area that was marked Naval Authoritative Zone. I remember making a comment about the Navy getting a ship down there and said that it was, a, was an easy posting. The walls became very, more defined as it polished or finished, and then it was striking because it was supposed to be newly blasted area, totally backward, I would think, still thinking nothing was wrong. Uh, so we kept going, increasing speed because the floor was paved and we could go much faster. We came up on an unusual painted pattern on the floor and thought, cool, graffiti. Kids have been down here, we're safe. Won't get into any trouble. Well, the road dipped down and then it took a 90 degree turn to the left. We had no warning and we were going too fast. I knew we were going to hit the wall, but we didn't. We passed through some kind of projection of the cave siding. Although I don't know how it was done. We passed into a whole new road system. This one was large and much older than where we came from. We started to smell an odor, musty and damp, growing stronger as we went deeper. The lighting decreased as well, probably 60% less than the other area. 
we turned on our headlights. We continued at about five to seven miles an hour for about five minutes. And we noticed it was getting cooler, which was to me very strange since, since once inside the cave a certain distance, the temperature stays the same. We made a right turn and started to go up to what I thought was the rest area on the side, about 40 foot away. I thought it looked like a pair of fountains until they moved. They were, they both, we both stopped immediately. We were approximately 30 feet away now. And what we saw were two creatures. One was very tall, at least seven foot, maybe more, and very powerfully built, reddish in color. And the other was smaller, about six foot, but not red in color, but pale, like an albino. And it was not as powerfully built as the other. They looked like reptiles. Living, walking, intelligent beings, not human, not warm-blooded, reptiles. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. They said nothing, but I did get a strong sense of a big of the big one, from the big one, malevolence, an evil presence of some kind. My friends screamed and we turned around. A power a power turn. We we started to go back out when my friend said the big one was us. I looked back and it was following us. I had the overwhelming feeling that if it caught us, uh, harm would come to us. We passed through the wall projection and I looked back and saw the thing raise its arm and it had a weapon of some sort. It fired and hit the ATV my friend was on. The engine died and he stopped. I told him to jump on and he did. I gunned it and then my friend said, stop. I slowed down and he said, look. I looked back and the thing had stopped at the graffiti on the cave floor road. The ATV was on its side, on its side of the graffiti and the symbol. It was obvious the thing could not cross the mark. I, I, I slowed more. We were now about 75 foot away. I stopped and three of us, my friend, myself and the creature, just looked at each other for about 15 seconds. And let me tell you, that's a long time. Then I started to leave. It stayed there waiting and not moving until we were out of sight. As soon as we cleared the cave, I got on my cell phone called the sheriff's department. I was told that they would not come out and that the underground security would handle it. Then they hung up. By law, they are not, they are not to do that. We can, uh, we can hang up on anyone, but the government office, be it city or federal, can't hang up on you. Anyway, I was shocked and scared, and we took off across the outside of the underground over to my truck, and sure enough, underground for security was waiting for us. We were told to leave, not to tell anyone about this, that if we come back, the Navy would press charges. I was also told that I had 10 minutes to leave or I would be taken in. What can I say? We left. It had been three days since this happened, and I'm still shaken. I am a powerful person, 6'4", 265 pounds, and I never in my life been that afraid until that this past Sunday. I lost one of my ATVs. As far as I know, it's still down there. My friend will not talk about it, and I have not heard anything from anyone about it. I did call the sheriff's department, and they said that they never got a call from me. Well, that is my story. I have never had anything strange happen in my life, and I'm very concerned about this. I can tell you this, I had an urge to kill the things I saw down there. 
I don't know if that is a natural reaction as most people would have a natural natural revulsion towards reptiles or because of my faith and the feeling of ego evil I had or what. All I know is that they are real. And I wish I could do something, anything to combat or help against these things. Take care and thank you for letting me write this and share this experience. Well, there's been a lot of variations on that on that encounter. I, I've seen it posted many times from several years. Um, there have been slight variations. Overall, it's been the same thing. Now that cave system, uh, it's an old limestone quarry, and the, the the government took it over, and they've been they. From what I understand, the facility's still open. I don't know what they're doing there now, uh, but I know it's still there. So um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Now, this next encounter was also in Missouri. And this was sent directly to me. Because I received this intriguing type letter in the mail from a guy by the name of Jerry, which wasn't his real name, who now lives on the West Coast. No contact information was given. A bit of personal information was removed by me to to post and preserve the witness anonymity. So you're right, sir. This is the first time I am disclosing my experience to the public. My family has been informed of the details. At the time, I owned a small business, which I had started after I finished a 12-year stint in the military. I was then living near Eldridge, Missouri, and was raised in the general area and knew the terrain well. I had spent time at the U.S. Army Engineer School at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and some of the training included spelunking. When I left the Army, I continued to explore caves as recreation. So in 1993, 1993 I helped form a local group of experienced cavers. We would get together on weekends and explore some of the cavern systems throughout Missouri and Arkansas. The experience I'm about to describe took place in the summer of 1995. I was on my own that day, which was not uncommon. I had decided to check out a cave in Camden County, Missouri, which was part of a large system in the area. From what I could tell, this cave had not been explored for a long period of time. The entrance was very narrow and, and well hidden. After squeezing through the opening, I descended another 50 foot or so before where the cave opened, began to open into a series of chambers. I moved through several of these chambers, taking my time to examine the area for possible artifacts and formations. I finally reached what I thought was the end of the cave. I started to hear a rustling sound that was echoing from a small opening near the top of the chamber. I assumed that the sounds were bats and didn't pay much attention to it. But after a while, I heard motorized sounds and talking. I stood and listened for several minutes, wondering what was on the other side of this chamber. The opening was about 10 foot above me. I maneuvered my way up to the opening, which was flat and narrow, but big enough for me to get a decent look into it. Now, as I positioned myself in front of the opening, I started to see light point the other end. The passageway was only a few feet long, but it was just too narrow for me to move through. As I looked through the opening, there was a very warm draft of air hitting my face. 
Also, the air had a very acrid vinegar-like odor. There was a very large and well-lit room with limestone walls. I noticed a small vehicle that looked like a golf cart, but was very low to the ground and without wheels. I continued to observe until I started to hear voices that were getting louder and near. Something was making its way toward the vehicle. I had to rub my eyes because I didn't believe what I was looking at. Now, this creature, because it was not a man, stood about seven feet and had brown, scaly skin. The face and head were shaped like a human with a flat nose, but there was no hair or ears. The top of the head had a slight scaly ray or ridge that extended down the back of the neck. From what I could see, it had lips and regular-sized eyes. The arms are, were very long and muscular with human-like hands. It also had a massive four to five foot tail that tapered to a point. It was dressed in gold metallic outfit with long pants and shoes. It also carried an oval pack attached to its back. I watched as this thing was looking at something on the vehicle. I had a high speed camera, which I used to document my cave explorations. I was able to obtain a few distorted image of the being for some reason, while I was taking photos, this creature stopped and turned, looking in my direction. I'm not sure if it heard me, but it knew of my presence. It then made a terrible hissing sound as it continued to look in my direction. That was enough for me. I quickly started making a beeline out of the cave. When I reached the entrance, I was shaking and hyperventilating. I finally reached my vehicle and drove home. I continue to explore caves in the area. I've heard stories of people encountering strange underground beings, but I have never disclosed my experience. A few years after my experience, I went back to the cave, but I was unable to get near it since the area is now government property. I can assume what, that I witnessed something that I was not supposed to see. It pains me to think about what secrets are being kept from us. To those who say that there are no non-humans living among us, well, think again. They're here. I do have the evidence of the experience, but I do not wish to release it at this present time. And now I received this encounter about 10 years ago, and I, this Jared guy has never got back to me. So I, I, I've never gotten any type of photographs or any other type of evidence. So uh, this next reader submission, uh, the original email was from a witness that was forwarded to me during the Christmas holidays. And this was about, I guess about 12 years ago, maybe. Um, with honest intent and in deference to Gregor, which is the witness's name, I had debated whether to present this anecdote to the readers for a variety of reasons. I exchanged emails with the witness, but there were some communication difficulties that needed to be ironed out since his English was a bit rusty, according to him. Anyway, here's the final version of Gregor's encounter. Hello, Lon. I'm writing to you from where I live in Gmunden, Austria. Recently, I came across your story about the man who had the encounter with the alien-type creature in a cave in the United States. 
The story is like my encounter in an obscure cave here in Upper Austria. This area is known for salt mining. Uh, they're part of the old former Habsburg Empire. I am a trained certified geologist. I studied at the University of Salzburg and in the United States at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I have explored and documented cave systems throughout Austria, the Czech Republic, and Poland since 1988. So in May of 2011, I was in a narrow cave that a colleague had recently found. This was approximately two kilometers north of Ubertron on the opposite side of the descending mountain range in the foothills near the east bank of Holsader Sea, which is a lake. As I moved through the difficult passageway, I started to hear voices emanating from the darkness ahead of me. I stopped to collect a few samples from the cave wall, chipping it with my pick and moving deeper, maybe 50 meters, until I noticed the voices again. I am familiar with echoes and the Doppler effect sounds in caves, but this was totally different. I stood quietly for several minutes until the voices stopped. Again, I moved through the cave, almost crawling at this point. After another 40 meters, I ascended into a chamber that was big enough to accommodate several people. There were two wide openings on the opposite side of the chamber. Each looked like it had been excavated by machine. There was also an obvious rotting odor. As I examined the chamber, I noticed an odd red iridescence as I passed the light over the rock floor. When I knelt to collect the sample, I again heard voices coming on the passageways. Now, at this point, I was terrified and started to hurry back through the narrow cave. After I squeezed back through several meters, I was able to turn my head just enough to get to look back into the dark chamber. A yellow light slowly made its way into the chamber from the left opening in the chamber. Then there were several yellow lights following the first. As the lights moved through the opening into the chamber, then back through the opening on the right, I was able to see the beams. The sight sent fear throughout my body. I was paralyzed. The creatures were humanoid in stature, but these were not human. Each varied in height, but all looked the same, muscular lizards that walked upright like humans. There's no better term that I can use to identify these beings. These creatures wore dark-colored, full-body uniforms that extended and covered their feet. I couldn't tell the exact color of the skin, but each had a pronounced muzzle. The long tails were very prominent and sway swiftly swayed back and forth as they moved forward. The arms and legs were massive. I could detect the musculature through the uniforms. There were voices also, as if they were talking to each other. The voices sounded human, though I could not detect the language. There were possible 20 or more of these creatures that they walked single file through the chamber into the other opening. So when it was, I realized it was safe to move, I quickly withdrew from the cave. I think I may have been in shock because I barely remember anything that happened from that point until I reached my office. I decided to keep a private journal regarding my encounter, but I had not discussed with anybody else. My colleague who originally found the cave told me that he explored the cave since my encounter, but never mentioned anything about the chamber 
other passageways or the bizarre things that I saw. At this point in time, I'm starting to doubt that I witnessed these creatures. Is it possible that I had an hallucinated encounter or possibly experienced something from the past or the future? I'm a trained professional who deals with reality, but my beliefs have been seriously shaken. I appreciate your introspection and thoughts, as well as the observation by your readers. Thank you, Gregor. Well, the fact that Gregor wondered if his encounter was a scene from another time, from the past or the future, he may have answered his own question. <laughs> so here's another count that I received. Hello, I would like to tell you about an experience I had in 1954 while working with the U.S. Naval Engineers at Saragossa Air Base near Saragossa, Spain. This was to be refurbished NATO facility. I was a contractor 24 years old and working at my father's construction firm. And we were hired by the DOD. This was my first time away from the United States. I had another fellow with me who had worked for my father for a couple of years. Only a few people knew of my experience, my wife who was deceased and two close friends who have also passed away. I have read some of the stories of other people you have published. I thought that I could add my story to the record. Now, after I'd been in Spain for several weeks, I decided to take in the surroundings. I was told by some of the locals that the Monasterio de Piedra near Novales would be an excellent place to visit. The monastery was about 60 miles away, so I decided it would be an enjoyable day trip. When I arrived, I met a young lady who offered to show me around the complex. It was a very hot day early August, so we took numerous breaks along the way. So as the afternoon waned and early evening approached, it was time for me to head back towards Saragossa. The young lady mentioned that there was a very nice inn not far from the monastery if I wanted to stay the night and then a good early start in the morning. So I decided to stay the night, maybe do some exploring that evening. The inn was very rustic, though quite comfortable. I had dinner outside on the back patio. It was an excellent evening. Though it was dusk, I could still see the train not far from the inn. There was a vineyard and a small lavender meadow between the inn, which led to a series of rocky outcrops. I thought that I would look around, but I first asked the owner if it was okay to do so. So I walked through the vineyard and, and reached a small pond where there were a loud chorus of frogs. By this time, it was dark, but there was a fair amount of available moonlight but I still needed a flashlight to see where I was going. I walked around the pond and started to cross a small bridge over a narrow stream. As I walked over the bridge, I noticed something run through the water about 50 foot upstream. There was enough moonlight to where I could make out an upright shape. This thing was heading toward the high rocks, though I lost sight of it. I stood silent for about five minutes. It was eerie because the frogs were now quiet. The only sound was coming from the direction of the rocks, and the noise was very strange. It sounded like a guttural yak, yak, yak series that would pause for a few seconds and repeat. It would also fade in and out. After a few minutes, it stopped. I had no idea what it was. I crossed the bridge and started to slowly approach the rocks. 
As I came to the rock face, there was a well-worn trail on the ground along the edge. I walked further until I reached an opening in the rock face. I pointed my flashlight inside and saw that it was a grotto about 15 foot deep and high enough for me to stand in. The floor of the grotto was littered with small animal bones. So I figured that there were predators about, maybe foxes. I continued to trail until I heard the yak, yak, yak sound again. And it was very close. I instantly stopped walking and started searching around me with the flashlight. Just then some gravel landed on me and the loud yak, yak, yak sound was coming from above me. I quickly looked up and pointed and pointed to whatever it was with the flashlight. There was a creature standing on the small ledge about 15 foot away, staring at me with yellow eyes reflecting. It was screaming yak, 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 in quick, constant rhythm. This was the ghastliest thing I'd ever witnessed. It was standing on two legs and was about four to five foot tall. I read about reptilian encounters on your blog. Well, I think this may have been one. It was dark in color and had arms like a human. The face looked like that of a lizard, resembling that of an iguana. After a few seconds, it leaped off the ledge onto the trail, swiftly running on two legs in the opposite direction. It was then that I noticed a long tail as it moved away from me. I quickly made my way toward the end and directly to my room. I lay in bed thinking about this creature the entire night. I was terrified to look out my window, fearing that it would have followed me back to the inn. So early in the morning, I checked out and drove back to Saragossa. Now, I have no proof of my experience other than my words, but I now believe that this was a reptilian creature. In uh, 2013, I noticed an article that was titled Reptilian Alien spotted in the world's largest cave in Vietnam. When the uh, Son Dung cave located near the Laos-Vietnam border opened for tours in 2013, visitors began to report mysterious sightings of reptile-like humanoid creatures with at least one person being abducted and never seen again. Well, that was according to the article. A local man encountered what he described as a devil creature. He described the creature as having a human body, but the skin and face looked closer to that of a dragon or lizard. A few years ago, I requested sighting encounter reports from readers who had ex personal experiences or were told of cryptids and anomalous encounters in Vietnam and other parts of Indochina. I did receive a particular narrative that was much different than the others that I had been been forwarded to me, so I decided to publish it separately. The post is a compilation of three emails, which included answers to a few of my questions. The man who provided the information at the time of the incident was a U.S. Army corporal who had since retired from the military after a lengthy career. He did not give me specifics as to his unit and mission, but felt strongly that his experience should be told. He provided two identification references, which were checked out. Overall, this man served a distinguished military career, and his reputation is quite admirable from what I had seen. Some of the information had been edited by the request of the witness. So this is what he had written me. 
1970, I was serving as a corporal in the U.S. Army, deployed to South Vietnam in a region about 30 miles south of the DMZ. At the time, I was second in command of a squad of soldiers. We had set up a bivouac in a jungle area that had a few steep hills. That evening, my section was ordered to patrol one of the small valleys west of the encampment. We moved out, led by our sergeant. Not long after entering one of the small valleys, we detected movement ahead of us. It seemed to be scattered activity, so we doubted the VC were, but it was VC, but we weren't positive. So we hunkered down for about 15 minutes, getting an occasional glimpse of something moving within the trees and brush. There wasn't enough light to detect what we were observing, even though the moonlight was bright that night. So after a while, the activity halted. So we continued to move through slowly through the valley. As we approached a sheer wall on the hill, it looked like someone or something had stacked large stones and boulders in the pass in front of us. There was also an opening in the hillside that looked like a cave entrance, approximately five foot high and three foot wide, narrowing at the top. When observing the passageway, it appeared to have been cut away by machinery. The edges were smooth, but even small, even-sized grooves. We were puzzled by this because we had never seen any enemy caves like this, just underground tunnels. The sergeant suggested that it may be VC supply depots, so we started to ask, assess how we were going to investigate the cave. About this time, things got very strange. We noticed a putrid odor emanating from the cave entrance. The only thing I could compare it to was rotting eggs and human decay. It was so revolting that some of the soldiers were becoming ill and started to back away into the jungle, including the sergeant. I was directing a light into the entrance to observe anything, but there was a haze that was impossible to see through. We had no idea what was before us. The entire squad took position in heavy brush approximately 150 feet from the entrance, far enough not to be detected, but close enough to observe the cave entrance. We remained quiet there for uh, what seemed like forever, and the jungle was strangely calm, though we heard rumbling sounds coming from a distance. It was eerie. The sergeant was sitting near me talking to himself. It was obvious that I was frightened. I was looking at the rest of the squad. Each had wide eyes and was scanning the area. No one was going to doze off during this patrol. After several hours, dawn approached, was approaching, and it started to lighten up. I checked my watch. It was just before 500 hours. Just then, I noticed movement in front of the cave. A being, I first thought it was a man, moved through the entrance into the clearing in front of the cave. As it stood up from a crouch, it stood at least seven foot high and started to look in our direction. At that time, another similar looking creature was moving out of the cave. They were making hellish hissing sounds and looking directly at us. The only way I can describe these beings is that they look like upright lizards. The scaly, shiny skin was very dark, almost black. Snake-like faces with forward-set eyes that were very large. They had arms and legs like a human, but with scaly skin. I did notice a tail, though they wore long one-piece 
dark green robes along with dark cap-like covering on their heads. I never noticed that they had anything on their feet. No one gave the order. It seemed like the entire squad opened fire at once. Every piece of vegetation between us and them was quickly sheared away. I yelled out a ceasefire order at the same time I was looking in the direction of the cave. There was nothing there. We immediately checked our flank in case these things circled around us, but there was nothing. As we approached the cave, ready to resume action if needed, it became apparent that the beings had escaped, most likely back into the cave. It was soon decided to set charges and close the cave entrance. When we returned to camp, we all seemed to be in a daze. There was a little discussion of the incident, and we were never debriefed, so I know the sergeant never filed a report. Then again, if he did, uh, it was kept quiet by the brass. That's pretty freakish. I got a lot of freaky stories out of Vietnam during the war. That's probably the, the strangest one I've ever gotten. Though I have gotten some really strange ones. So this next account. Hello. I want to thank you in advance for reading my story. In 1981, I was working for a contractor as a masonry apprentice after leaving trade school. That summer, we were working at Mystic Caverns in northern Arkansas. We were upgrading tour trails in the cave. On a Friday, I was getting it was getting close to quitting time, so I and another guy had to go through the work area and make sure that all the tools were collected and that the safety barriers were in place. We weren't working during the weekend, so the, the work area had to be tightened up before we left. The guy who was with me had to leave. I forgot why, so I, it was I was down there by myself for a while. I was also finished loading the cart when I heard faint pounding sounds coming from deeper in the cavern. I thought that maybe one of the crew may still be in the cave, so I yelled out. The banging stopped and was quiet. Then I started to hear slapping sounds for a few seconds. Then it got quiet again. I yelled out again. I didn't get a response, so I figured it was cave critters or bats. I started to make my way out. There was an area that I came upon where on the right of the railing, it dropped off into a depression. There was some lighting, but it was difficult to see the bottom of the depression. As I passed by, I heard splashing sounds coming from the depression. I stopped and got a glimpse of something on two legs walking in the water below. Further away, there was a section of the cavern that opened and was well lit. As I watched, the splashing continued. Then I saw this thing move out of the shadows, moving away from me. The only way I can describe it was something humanoid walking on two legs with frog-like feet. It stood about five feet and was dark grayish green. The head was large and rounded, though it never turned around, so I can't give much detail of the face. The body was thick in the chest, but narrow at the waist and hips. It bent at the knees when it stepped and had a shiny green skin, had shiny skin resembling a frog. I didn't notice any hair. I didn't hear any vocals, just the splashing as it moved away from me. I'd estimate it was 70 foot or so feet from me uh, when I first got a good look at it. I wasn't scared, just stunned. 
I grabbed the cart and quickly made my way towards the entrance. Now, when I came back to work on Monday, I didn't mention anything to anyone. I kept a short watch out for anything out of the ordinary. The job lasted a few more weeks, and I didn't observe any other weird stuff. A few weeks after this, I found out that one of my girlfriend's cousins worked at the cavern. He replaced lighting and did other odds and ends, so he was in the cavern a lot. When I got a chance to meet him, I asked if he had ever seen anything weird in the cave. He said that he hadn't seen anything out of the ordinary. I told him I was just wondering. I didn't want to alarm him with details of what I saw. I wasn't imagining this thing, and after all these years, I still get creeped out when I think about it. I've never heard or read about any other sightings in Mystic Caves. What do you think this was? I have no idea what it was. <laughs> I wrote him back. I don't know. You know, what are what hang out in caves? I mean, you know, I, this next account, which is the last one, uh, is another experience in a cave. So, um you know, listen to this and see what you think. I received a telephone message from a woman in Muncie, Indiana. She and a companion had witnessed something frightening and unexplained while touring a cavern in Harrison County, Indiana. I conducted two interviews with the witness, who I'll refer to as Gigi, and have listed the events described to me. Gigi is, is a Dominican national and her English is fair. So it was a bit of a challenge obtaining the information. So we kind of did this in a chronological interview. Uh, Tuesday, August 26, 2014, 2.30 p.m. during a tour at the Squire Boone Caverns in southern Indiana. The witness and her friend were in a group from Muncie, Indiana. The cavern tour was part of an itinerary after spending the previous day shopping in Torrey, Louisville, Kentucky. The tour reached an area with many small underground waterfalls. There were a few large flat rocks on the right side of the waterfall, including a few overhangs. Gigi noticed that what appeared to be bright yellow eyes shining from under one of the overhangs. She immediately got chills all over. Her friend asked what she was looking at, so she pointed toward the rocks. She saw the same eye shining back at her. They looked there for about five minutes, watching the eye as it appeared and disappeared. They were about 30 feet from the rock. There was movement as well, but very hard to see because the lighting was dim. <clears throat> now, when the tour started to move on, Gigi looked back in the direction of the eye and saw something exit from under the overhang. <clears throat> she briefly stopped and watched. It crawled out on top of the open rock surface and then stood up on its back legs. Almost immediately, it scurried away into another crevice in the rock. It looked like a lizard of some kind. It had a short tail and was dark in color. The arms and legs were long, almost human-like. Gigi thinks it was about 15 inches high. She quickly rejoined the group, but continued to watch behind her. Her friend did not see the lizard, but Gigi described it to her after they returned to the bus. The friend gave her a lorazepam pill to help calm her down. <clears throat> Gigi was shaking badly, and others on the bus were noticing her. She did not mention what she saw to the other people in the group. The next day, Gigi felt, felt very ill. 
it may have been from the pill, but she thinks something happened to her physically and mentally because of what she saw. Gigi doesn't think she was supposed to see the lizard being. Now, the, the witness agreed to allow me to post some of the experience, um, though all the personal information was taken out. So I had to ask, could there be an underground population of Saurian humanoids, aliens on Earth? I always go back to what David Eckhart described to me over the years. Um, he's always stated that we're part of an agenda and many of us have been aware of its existence. It's just a matter of how much we want to believe. So let's take your questions. Peace, again, I thank you for your donations. It's very, very much appreciated, as always. Uh, states, I know your work is dangerous in that you spend a lot of time doing research. I'm no longer employed, but I appreciate your detailed work. Well, I appreciate that. It can get a little hairy sometimes. Uh, Jordan Cogburn, thank you for the super sticker. It's much appreciated. Uh, let's see questions. People have been busy on the uh, on the chat tonight. Take me a while to get through it. The objective collected. Thank you for your donation. Much appreciated, folks. Do you have any other questions? Robo seventeen seventy six. Thank you for your donation. Much appreciated. Sean Murphy, hello, Lon. Pleasure to see you as always. Thanks for coming in. Uh, Figglebop, what's your opinion of why the creatures couldn't cross the marking in the cave? Well, the only thing I can figure is that they were there and allowed to be there because of the Navy or because of the military, and they were probably told or understood that they couldn't go beyond the marking. That's the only, that's the only thing I can figure. Uh, so does the military know they're there? I, I, you know, since there was some type of holographic image that, you know, where they went through, I, I would think they'd have to know they were there. Nancy Malcolm asks, is there anyone a person can report a reptilian sighting or attack to like MUFON for UFOs if under attack or being stalked? Are there military people who come help protect humans? Uh, I mean, you can write me. I can do what I can to get someone to look into a sighting. I'll be honest, I, I've never investigated a reptilian sighting. I've heard a lot of them. Uh, of course, I've investigated with David, uh, his encounters. And I'll be honest with you and frank with you that... Um, and he warned me this from the very beginning that they would contact me, and I wasn't. I was contacted, so um, I, I, I think that happens a lot when people investigate these beings uh, on behalf of someone else that they are contacted or in some manner anyway. So um, I don't know. I mean, if you want to send them to me, I, I can do what I can. But as far as anybody 
that I can recommend to look into something like that. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to dig into that. Tan Squatch, Phil Schneider encounter real? You know, I don't know. You know, I've written about Phil Schneider and what he claims. Uh, his demise was a bit strange. I don't know if he was um, silenced, possibly. You know, nothing surprises me when it comes to this type of activity. I hear a lot of stories. I read a lot of things. But I think a lot of it, you know, when these things come out, I think the government tries to put some mis, uh, misinformation out there as well. Uh, so as far as Schneider's involvement in encounter, I don't know how true it is. I, I'm not going to say it isn't true, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's a bit strange. You know, I have talked to people who swear that Schneider, and they had talk, had talked to him and knew him. So um, I don't know. I really don't. Can's Quatch. Is there an agreement with reptilians allowing them to experiment on humans? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, when it comes to David's encounters, what, what he witnessed, um, I, don't think, I don't think there's any type of government involvement with that scenario that David was involved with. I think they were separated from anything else that the military or, or government may be involved with. Uh, if you read my book, you know what I detailed there, what David saw. Uh, I, I don't believe that type of activity would be condoned by the government. But then again, who knows? Uh, you know, you hear a lot of things. I, I guess the best thing is to make your best judgment or something like that. All I can do is take the experiencer reports and information, look into it the best I can. But frankly, I don't know if there's any type of agreement or not. Marla Snyder, is the musty odor often part of the reptilian encounter reports? You know, a lot of times it is. Uh, usually an acrid smell, a musty odor, very foggy. Um, that usually accompanies with the large reptilian encounters or sightings. Uh, so um, as far as the, the, the small beings and caverns, not so much so. But that is, that is something that does come up a lot with these encounter reports. Cans uh, Quatch, any connection between British royal family and reptilians? I, you know, I don't buy into uh, the David Ike theories. Be quite honest with you, I um, I have been I have been offered several opportunities to get involved with David Ike, interview with him and such. Um, I know David did an interview with him at one point, um, but I stayed out of it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what Ike's um, agendas, if he has one, but and I've read his books. I, I still don't know what to make of him. As, as far as the connection between British royal family, reptilians and other large and other humans that are supposedly hybrids or actual reptiles, I don't know. I don't know how true any of that is. 
that's more conspiratorial for me. And I, I try to stay away from the conspiracy theories as much as I possibly can. I'm looking for facts. Any more questions, folks? I'm getting ready to get off of here. Well, I want to thank each of all of you for watching and chatting. If you did donate, uh, it's truly appreciated. Uh, your support's what makes this possible. Please like, subscribe, and share. And if you have a sighting encounter report and like to be considered for the personal report or post it on Phantoms and Monsters, feel free to contact me through my email at lawnstrickler at phantomsandmonsters.com. So until we meet again, have a healthy and safe weekend, and we'll talk soon. Good night.